title of the message this morning is this, The Mystery of Christ. What indeed is the mystery of Christ? I want you to think about that this morning, uh, and we're going to get into this morning's lessons, uh, a lesson this morning I, I, that the Lord's put on my heart to, uh, to preach to you, if, if indeed that's what He would have me to do. Uh, but as I, as I read this passage of Scripture, and, and I got to thinking about what is exactly the mystery of Christ? Now, I know we, we serve a living Savior, and I know that, that He's the Son of God uh, uh, reincarnated uh, into man and, 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 I, and went to the tomb and paid for our sins. But on that third day, He defeated death, hell, and the grave. So what is the mystery of Christ? I want you to think about that this morning because I've got my answer to it, and I know everybody else may have theirs, but this morning I want, I, I, I want, I want to somehow incorporate into, into Scripture this morning or into our message. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter number 3. We're going to be reading the first 13 verses, and it calls out there in the fourth verse, the mystery of Christ. Uh, and I, I just want to tell you just right up front to what I think the mystery of Christ is. I, I think it's the gospel. I think it's the good news that, that Christ has for his people uh, for surrendering their lives and submitting their lives to believe in him and knowing that one day we'll have life and have it more abundantly. <laughs> we'll have a glorified body, the Bible tells us. Uh, this old wretched amount of clay that you see will be no more. We're going to pass. And if God tires his comings, generations will keep coming on, Brother Ronnie. And it's going to be different. You know, we're not going to like what it's going to look like. Today, we don't like what it looks like today. Unless this world makes a turnaround, we're not really going to like it tomorrow. But you know something? We're going to be like that man Brother Gene and Sue was telling us about. We're going to be in the arms of the Lord. We're not going to have to worry about and you know, Christ don't want us to worry about stuff like that. He don't want to put that burden of the world on us. We have got to understand He took on the burdens of this world. He don't want it to be on us. It's not meant for us. We can't carry the burden of this world. So i got to ask you, the mystery of Christ, what does it mean to you? I pray, Father God, that, that, that we can understand here this morning you know, what, what, what we're trying to look at and, and what, we, what we need it to be in our lives. Because if we don't, we're missing the mark. God don't want us to carry the burdens of this whole world. Can you imagine what our shoulders would feel like every single day of our life if we just took on our own burdens? We can't carry them, let alone the world's burdens. Yeah, we can complain about them, and we can talk about them, and we can dislike them, or we not agree with them. But let me tell you this. It is not for us to be drugged down into the world because of the way the world is. There's a lot of things going on in the world today that that I don't like. People are living their lives in a way that's not biblical. It's against God. Amen. And we need to understand that. And ain't nothing in this world going to make it right. I'll just tell you like it is. And I'll preach that till I go to my grave. There's nothing right about it. But today, our world is promoting that way of life. And they're showing the world that if you'll live that life, He will bless you in a way that you never know how. You don't have to believe in my God. 
God. You can believe in another God. That's the way it was back in biblical times. They didn't believe in God in heaven who created this whole world. They believed in another God. They believed in something that you could visually see and they think, well, I'm going to worship that God today. Well, let me tell you something. That will get you in hell in a hat basket pretty quick. God's a jealous God we talked about this morning. He don't want you, he don't want you worshiping no other God. He don't like it. You know why he don't like it? Man, well, there's no other God besides him. He's the only one there is. We can do a lot of things and we can worship a lot of things but they ain't but one God. They ain't but one way and they ain't but one life and that's through the blood of Jesus Christ because he is the way, he is the truth and praise be unto Jesus, he is the life and there's no way to heaven except through him. Amen. You can have all the idols you want. You can believe in a lot of things. But let me tell you something. It ain't worth the paper it's wrote on. Amen. It don't mean nothing. Because what is the mystery of, the mystery of Christ? I think it's the good news. Paul says, for this cause, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, for this cause. Well, let me tell you why he's got for this cause. Here's the reason the Apostle Paul is telling you this. Here is why I am writing to the church of Ephesus, to the people. Here's why he's doing it. He says, if you've heard of the disposition of the grace of God which has given me towards you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. The mystery. As I wrote afore a few words, well, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. There it is. He's trying to tell the church the mystery, who Christ is. Now, we need to understand, there's a lot of them people back in them days that never heard of Jesus, never knew what he was or, or what he did, Brother Clarence. He was just a figure that they had heard about. The Apostle Paul is trying to teach these people, listen, Christ is the good news. And, and here is the mystery of him. He went to the cross and died for our sins. That's why I'm trying to teach you as a church and as believers in God that you don't let false idols get into your midst. But they'll get there if you let them. If you open the doors, Satan will come right on in. I need to tell you today the good news of Christ. Here it is. Oh, he for this cause. That's why I'm telling you Jesus is the way and the only way. The only way. And there ain't no other way we're going to get around it. And I wish people today that's living a, 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 an evil life could see that. What is it going to take to get them to understand that in the end there's justice to be paid and judgment to stand before? When are they going to believe that? What is it going to take? Is it going to take a the, the, the passing of one of them or well, who knows but it ain't going to work out Brother Clarence it's all going to be for naught he says which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed to the holy apostles and prophets by the spirit Christ 
His disciples that followed him, he appointed them as apostles. And that was, that was to go out and teach the good news, amen, to teach the mystery of Christ. That's what, what I'm doing up here today. That's what Brother Clarence does and Brother Chris. When we stand before God's people, we're telling them about the good news. We're trying to make them understand there, there is no gloom and doom. Quit, quit carrying that burden on you. It's, the good news is simply this. God loves you. Yes. He loves you. He's did the ultimate sacrifice for you. And, and, and we, he don't want us to, to look at this world through carnal eyes and look at how bad it's getting. He wants to look at this world through his eyes and what he sees. He sees his creation down here. Amen. They say, I'm, I'm creating his image, the Bible says. I don't know what that is, but I do know this. If, if he took the time to, to take that dirt from the dust of the earth and breathe life into it and made me a living soul, I owe him something. Amen. Because he has created me. Yes, my mother carried me for that nine months. But let me tell you something. Unless that seed, like Brother Clarence was talking about this morning, if it wasn't planted and he didn't nurture that seed and he didn't to look over that seed, I would be nothing today. Amen. I am his creation. There is no thing about evolution. We're not coming from monkeys. Don't believe that crap. Mamma, I know the schools have to teach that and the world's teaching that. But our kids need to know this. There is no such thing as evolution. There is no Big Bang Theory. There ain't but one theory, and that's God in heaven. God in heaven. You need to know that. If they're teaching you evolution in school, you need to turn a deaf ear to it. Yeah, you may have to do that work, but don't believe it. You want to put that in the, in the fiction area of the library, amen? There's nothing fact about that. There is nothing to do, we have nothing to do with evolution. I don't know. I've read a few books of my life, and, and I'm not the smartest man on earth, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. And I do know monkeys ain't having humans today, ma'am. I've never seen that. Amen. And it might have happened somewhere down in Clarence's line. I don't know. But I can tell you this. I have never seen it for myself. And I know you've not either. But you know something? They'll stand in front of a bunch of people and tell you that oh, yeah. it's true. Oh, yeah. yes, we serve a jealous God. Yeah. Right. A jealous God. That means he wants no other gods put before him. The things and the, and, 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 and the cities and the countries and the nations he has destroyed because of that is unfounded. We studied at Sunday school for the last eight or nine weeks. We studied that. And God's showing us, just listen. Y'all ain't living the life I'd have you to live. What are you people doing? The iniquities of, of your people, uh, of Ephraim. Let me tell you something. I will destroy you. And that he did. That he did. Let me tell you something. We're no different today than it was back in Hosea's days. We're not. I've always said this, and I don't think this is my doctrine. I think this is God's doctrine. When there is no more righteous people in this world to be found, it's over. It's over. He did it to Solomon and Gomorrah. Oh, they begged him. 
Amen. Just 50, and then there's 30, and there's just, and then 10, and then it got down just to two. Let me tell you, there was none to be found. And because of that, he destroyed them nations, them cities. And that's just the ones that it's written about, that we know about. God loves his, his people. He loves us. He says that the Gentiles should be made fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by his gospel. I preached Wednesday night how we are heirs of the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you something. When we leave this world, we're going to be so rich, we ain't going to know what to do with it. We're going to be wealthy people, Brother Clarence. Me and you are going to be worth the same amount. Amen. We're going to be able to go to the old bank, and we walk in that old bank, and they see me and Clarence, they're going to know that, hey, we some wealthy people. Amen. Because we have inherited the kingdom of heaven. He has promised me that, and I believe with all my heart, when I leave this old world, and he takes takes this old body and gives me a glorified body, and I I'm able to be able to go and stand before Christ Jesus and he gives me my judgment and then after that he gives me my reward. Praise be unto God. I'm going to have a mansion in heaven because I am an heir to the kingdom of God. Amen. And if you believe in Jesus today, you're an heir to the kingdom of God. My mom and dad didn't leave me much. What it did, it, mom took most of to stay in, in assisted living but it was enough to carry her through her journey. We're not a rich people. I don't know a lot of people in here that owns a mansion on the hilltop or, or a mansion in the valley. I don't even know nobody that owns even lake property around here. Amen. Let me tell you something. There's not a lot of us people in here are rich, but let me tell you what we're rich in. We're rich in our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. We, we have a lot of faith, and, and it, it has blessed us abundantly that we can take that faith and, and incorporate the grace of our Heavenly Father. And when them two comes together... Praise be to God, we can serve Jesus in a way he needs to be served. I told somebody this morning, you know a tree by fruit it burns. That's scripture. What did Christ tell his disciples when the fig tree wasn't barren? He said, cut it down and burn it for wood. Ron, it ain't no good for nothing no more. If Christ, the one we served, the one we believe in, if he took our fig trees from this world today, my mom, if he took these trees and cut them down and destroyed them, oh, what a, what a sight it would be. We need to tell the world about Jesus. It's as simple as that. We need to show, this church yesterday showed a few people that was up there where we eat at, at Captain's Galley, they seen that church group up there. They seen Jesus. They seen a bunch of yahoos up there that was having a good time, went up there to eat. But they did that because we assembled in heavenly places together at one time. And we're getting to that. In the seventh verse, it says, Whereof I was made a minister according to the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. I remember when I was ordained as a minister. I'll never forget that day. Days above all days, what it meant to me. 
the pedestrian that was filled to the hilt, the church was full, and all the people that, that I had acquaintance with and I love and worship and served with was there. It was a day I'll never forget. But it was only because of the grace of God that it was given to me. Because I was willing to do His work. By the grace of God. It says, And to me, who am less than the least of all the saints. I'm telling you, that is so true about me. I'm like the Apostle Paul. I'm the least of all the apostles. And I don't count myself worthy, Gene, because the way I persecuted Christ before this time, I'm not worthy. But God made me worthy. Through the grace of God. He said, And to me who am less than all the saints, in this grace, given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. <whistles> preach about it. Yeah. Carl, we ain't got to work no more. For pennies, no more. We're going to be spending the riches of Christ one day. One day. We should be happy about that. We should be shouting. We should be shouting about the riches of God. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. What is that fellowship of the mystery? The good news, the gospel. What is the good news? Christ went to the cross for our sins. Our sins are forgiven if we accept him. All will be forgotten if we accept him. Which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that how unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. The manifold wisdom of God. By the church, the powers in heavenly places. We should assemble in heavenly places, wherever that may be, and exhort or encourage each other. Are you hearing me, church? We should be encouraging each other. Marie, I, I encourage you today. I, I am so thankful. I'm so thankful. We should be encouraging each other. The Bible calls it exhorting. I call it encouraging. I did look it up and they mean the same thing. Just <laughs> that encouraging word sounds better. But I don't count myself worthy. And I know you don't either. If Christ showed his face right now, I tell you what, I'd just fall to the floor. Because I'm not worthy to look upon his face. Not in this life. Not in this life. When I receive my righteousness, when I take my life's breath like that gentleman you knew. That's when I'll be worthy. Amen. Amen. I, 
That's when it's coming to pass. When I leave this world, Jackie, I receive my righteousness. What a blessed time that's going to be when God takes his people, the ones that he created. He says this. He says, according to the external, eternal purpose which he proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. With confidence. The faith of him. How strong is your faith? That's all it takes. Have faith in God. Believe on Jesus. He'll answer every earnest prayer. In clouds of doubt, have faith in God. He says, Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Don't let me entice or discourage any of you here today. I don't want that to happen. I want to encourage you. I want to uplift you in all that we do. I, 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 want, to, I, want, to, I want to build a, 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 a person's faith that this whole world can't tear it down. It's going to jar it. Can't keep from it. But it's sort of like Superman and the kryptonite thing. It ain't going to penetrate our faith if we just believe. If we just believe. Mama, we, we come get us a song this morning. Uh, in them next verses, the Apostle Paul is telling us about three prayer requests that he's telling the church about. Knowing how important that it is to the church. And it's, and, and it's a prayer for inner growth. Inner growth. I have preached from that passage of Scripture a time or two. And I love it in the 14th verse when, when, he, when he tells the church this. For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know we're getting a little bit older and getting down on our knees is pretty rough. We used to be able to stand up. Now we've got to roll over and get up. I never thought I'd be saying that, but that's just the way it is. And to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. We may be doing a different spin on Sunday night service. Uh, I've been approached that he'd love to see a little bit of preaching, teaching, maybe. And we may do that. Well, how do you do that? Well, I'll just tell you how. You can't teach unless you preach. <laughs> That's the way it is with me. Now, I used to be a pretty good teacher back before I became a deacon. But then I became a preaching deacon. And now I'm a minister. And it's hard to teach and preach. But I'm going to show you how to do it. I want the church... To look upon the life of Ruth. Oh, what an obedient lady she was. 
We're going to look at that. And we're going to preach it. And we're going to teach it. And I hope the church is okay with that because I want the church to get something out of it. If you don't know about Ruth, oh man, you're missing out on one of the greatest stories in the Bible. One of the greatest ladies that ever walked because of her obedience to her mother-in-law. Now, Kathy, I love my mom's sight. <laughs> Pray about that, will you? Now, I ain't going to stop preaching. No. And you, and you may, people that wants me to teach may get upset when I start preaching. Or vice versa. I want to tell you about the mystery of Christ. Ruth is a part of it. Just like Nehemiah was when he built the walls of Jerusalem. He's part of that mystery. Like Hosea. He's part of that mystery. If you'll open the scriptures, anywhere you turn in the Old Testament, they're part of the mystery. Whether it be David or Isaiah or Elijah or Elijah or Abraham or Isaac or Jacob or whoever it is that you turn to in the Holy Scriptures and it, and it tells you about whoever it is during that time, they are part of the mystery of Christ. I think a lot of books still look in front of them that says prelude. That's who they are. They're getting us ready for the story about the mystery of Christ. There's scripture in the New Testament that doubts the coming of Jesus. <laughs> eh, hey Lord, have we, have we rode this bike before? In the Old Testament, they doubted it for centuries. They doubted it for hundreds of hundreds of years. They'd be no Messiah. They kept looking. Fast forward some 2,500 years. We're looking again. We're looking. I pray that all's well with Tony and him. I'll tell you what's going on that way you'll know. Uh, Tony's dog, there was an issue come up with him. And I'll just tell you, if somebody called me about Buddy, I love you in society. But all you're going to see is a red flash headed toward Dandridge. I don't know what it was, but pray for him, if you will. They're carrying a pretty good burden right now. They don't need no more. Not yet. For this cause, I bow my knees. Church, understand the mystery of Christ. He's our living Savior. He's the man that we can pray to that's going to go to God in heaven in our behalf. Bible tells us He's our intercessor, if I'm not mistaken. In other words, He's the one that we've got to go to to get a message to God. good news. Let's stand if you would.
I am so glad here this morning to know that I can tell you about the good news. The news of Jesus. Hey, walked this life for 33 and a third years. And they wouldn't a day of it that didn't have a purpose.